Support for this podcast comes from Monster. Monster takes your open positions to hard-to-reach passive candidates on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and hundreds of sites across the web. While their Swipe Right mobile app presents active job seekers with the most relevant opportunities and can increase mobile applications fourfold. What's more, Monster inspire customers to attract diverse talent and grow their employer brand. To find out how Monster can help you find, manage and champion the talent you deserve, visit monster.co.uk slash better talent. That's monster.co.uk slash better talent. Monster, in your corner. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 119 of the Recruiting Future podcast. With HR technology being such a dominant topic in our industry, I wanted to follow last week's interview with George LaRocque by speaking to a European-based HR tech expert for this week's episode of the show. Anna Ott was recently appointed Head of Startup Ecosystem at Unleash and has 18 years in the HR tech startup marketplace. In our conversation, we focus a lot on how startup founders can better understand the HR world and how HR practitioners can receive significant benefits by being bolder about technology. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Um, pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just tell everyone a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. Uh, my name is Anna Ott. I work for a company called Unleash, um, formerly known HR Tech World. So we do have three shows um, throughout the year on future of work and HR. And I'm the head of startup ecosystem. So HR Tech startups are a big, big part of our shows. Previously, I've been working for a company called Deutsche Telekom and was part of the incubator. So startups and HR is kind of what I did for the past 18 years um, in various roles. Some of that was also executive search. And obviously, I'm into HR tech startups mostly. So this is why I'm really excited about my new role. Fantastic. And um, sort of HR tech startups is sort of very much what I, what I wanted to sort of talk about on this um, on this show. Um, I mean, it's really clear that there's, there's a huge amount um, of investment going on and going into HR technology at the moment, um, why why do you think that is? And um, you know, is it is it more investment in the last few years than, than there was previously? What what's what's happening in the marketplace? What's the what's the situation? So why that is, I think that is foremost because it's about time. Um, so it's good. I see more startups coming up in HR. So I did obviously do some research on the amount of startups coming. I wouldn't even link it to the amount of investment money that's going in. That's obviously also a factor that counts in. Um, towards the size of the market but I would also just from a quantity perspective see there's more startups coming one factor probably that helped was the rise of new technology so machine learning and stuff I wouldn't even call AI but probably even machine learning and data um, that helped startups build cool tools and services around HR and anything future of work so I think this is a trend that is there because there's obviously a need so everyone is kind of touched by what how work is perceived how work is changed the digitization of everything. So there's hardly anyone who cannot talk about those things. Um, so it's just 
I think, a, a natural move that more founders go into that space and also obviously more investors look at it. I think it's not as sexy yet as other trends in the industry. Um, I said I've worked for an incubator who would look at other topics too, like 5G, edge computing and stuff. So I think there are other markets still, fintech, prop tech, tech that are bigger and more sexy because the metrics for it are really not that great. But I've, I love the fact that a lot of founders that start edge or tech startups um, do it from a passionate point of view. So most startups I interview, the founders will always tell me that they have been a user of any HR services themselves, either as an employee or a talent looking for a job. So this is why they're passionate and making it better because they saw a lack for a product. They saw that there's technology helping and then they started a service or a company around that. So I like the, the motivation that you see in HR tech founders a lot. I think you make an interesting point there about HR tech sort of being behind um, other sort of aspects of startup technology like like fintech. Um, do you think that it, it's uh, is that something that's likely to change? Do you think HR tech is going to get more sophisticated or do you just think that it's reflective of a different type of market? Um, I would hope it get more sophisticated. I think it already is very sophisticated. I think it's just obviously most of the things that we're looking at is B2B. Um, obviously, there's a lot of services around the talent itself. So from finding a job to developing your career and such. But if you look at the B2B chunk of those HR tech solutions, I think selling to HR people is still a very enduring work, um, not to offend any HR person. But I think it's not the easiest thing to sell. Um HR being not as digitized as other parts of companies and the market having been uh, already um, nurtured by a lot of big uh, software vendors like SAP and such. I think it's really difficult for a startup to get a foot in the door there. So I think it will still grow, but it will not be as big as other trends that we see that just take an offline industry and by the use of technology disrupted and digitize it because HR has already been a software market and from for new companies it's really get difficult probably to get into that um, and on top HR people are not the early adopters mostly so when there is a new technology and it's probably more experimental um, they will be interested in it but they won't probably not trial it just um, they're not used to doing pilots and small little experimental things they will implement it fully or not and I think that's also not helping a startup to sell no that's a that's that's a that's a really interesting point um, and I think it's something we might come back to actually later in the later in the conversation um, for, for now though I think what will be interesting is there's lots of um, there's always lots of lots of talk and lots of things written and recorded um, about the HR tech startup market in North America. Um, but I don't see as much about what's going on in Europe. Um, what's the difference between the two markets? And, you know, what are you seeing happening in the European HR tech startup market? I think as in any other startup segment, you see the obvious that the US market, there is it is easier to get money. And the check that you get from an investor is likely to be very much bigger than you will get the money. The money that you raise in Europe is smaller. Um, I think that I'm, in, I'm probably most expert on the European scene, not as much on the US scene. Um, I see that there are some great companies and also from generations of tech people having worked in bigger startups, obviously they're ahead of us. So people come out of big companies and then they start their own companies. Like those generations are one generation ahead of the European, I guess. What I see in Europe is that we have, as said, more people passionately starting things because the work markets are more scattered, uh, more fragmented. They work different. Um, I recently spoke to some startups in Tallinn. 
Um, they have great ideas. They have great talent. The market is obviously not as big. It will be very difficult for them probably to raise money because they're in a country that no VC is really looking at. So I think it is more of a struggle to evolve in Europe, um, unfortunately, though. Um, but there are hubs that you can track. So Israel, obviously, is a, is a hub for HR tech solutions. Um, Berlin is one. And the rest is, I feel, kind of scattered towards the UK, a bit of Scandinavia and stuff like that, the Nordics. So um, I think there is also a good amount of startups here, but obviously they don't get that big money that the ones in the US get. And of the sort of European um startups that you're seeing what what kind of categories of hr technology are they are they covering or, or even inventing i mean some of them still go into the market of the obvious things like job boards and ats's i think there's I, i'm i'm currently scouting so imagine my job to be scouting startups currently so i'm researching them i'm asking them to do a demo i'm interviewing them i see a lot of ats solutions still um, or part solutions most of the startups i see are point solutions so they would probably solve one single problem in the whole value chain of an HR person's life, um, which I find good, but not good enough sometimes. Um, I think some of the startups need to look at the product they build less from a technology feasibility perspective, but more from the daily life of an HR person. Um, you don't want to have an ecosystem of 50 different solutions. You want to have one big solution or probably two big that work with each other. So all those point solutions that are really, really difficult to, to, to grow. Um, but I see a lot of them in Europe. Um, so ATS, job boards, still a thing. Um, people analytics, still in the phase where you need to educate HR people about. So it's also a, a big market, but not as easy to sell. Um, a topic that I currently like is the whole theme of what I call skill detection and skill matching. So helping big organizations knowing who they know and what they what the skills and the assets they already have are and then figuring out what you can do with that. So a use case would be internal mobility, obviously, or even recruitment. And I think that with the GDPR coming up, we also are looking for more talent pool solutions in new ways of building an ecosystem of candidates that you can reach out to and re-engage with in a sophisticated way. So I hope to see more of those and not another job board, but obviously you knowing the market too, there's still room for more job boards. Absolutely. It seems to be, um, it, it seems to be endless for, for, for the last 20 years that um, more and more, more and more job boards, um, more and more job boards are, are, are launching. Um, coming back to um, the, the sort of comments you made about the, um, the HR, the HR clients, um, you know, do, do you think that there is a kind of a real mismatch between the way the, the startups sort of craft their solutions and develop things very quickly um, and the way the HR audience thinks, um, you know, what, what, what's going on there and, and how could we um, how could we fix that? Mm, I think we need to fix it from both sides. So one would be that um, HR tech startups should reach out to more HR experts when they start building the product in the first place. Most of the startups I see, as said, work come either from a user perspective as in, oh, I have been an employee. Feedback was not really good in the company. Let's build a feedback tool. And which is fair, but it's not what an, you can easily sell to an HR person because you don't know what their daily life looks like. The other chunk of startups I see come from a technology feasibility perspective, as said. So, oh, there is AI. Why don't we do something for, oh, 
why don't we do something for HR with it? Wow, that would be awesome. Oh, there's blockchain. Let's do something with HR and blockchain because that could be a good combination. Um, I think we need more HR people, preferably founding or even supporting startups. So they know what the life of an HR person looks like and what kind of problems they actually have. So the solutions will be crafted to what their problems are. I think that is still a bit lacking. Um, so we need more, more of those touch points. In Berlin, I conducted an HR tech meetup just for that. So we would have HR practitioners in a room with HR founders um, at a very early stage so they get actual feedback from people who would be potentially buying the solution. Um, and we do the same with Unleash, obviously. So presenting new innovations to those people using it and also making sure that they understand what it's about. Obviously, it's not an instant plug-and-play solution that you can just buy and try um, so HR people need to be educated about what's the use case. Um, I'll give you an example, people analytics. I find that people analytics, everyone knows what it's about, but no one really knows what it does for an HR person's life. So I think we need to educate people on the HR side more about it, but that, that's only possible if an HR tech founder knows more about their daily struggles. Absolutely, and I think um, uh, you made an interesting point earlier about um, the HR mindset in terms of wanting to implement the full solution and not necessarily, um, you know, run projects and, and, and trial things. One of the things I noticed from working with the employer clients that that I have, um, you know, is, is they want to be innovative, they want to be different, they want to um, stand out from their competition, um, and they want to sort of embrace uh technology to 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 do that but they don't necessarily know where to start what would your advice be to uh hr people to to recruiters within employers um in terms of how they might might make the best out of all this innovation that's going on in the hr technology space Definitely just try it. So I did that too when I worked in a corporate and an HR function. I just tried it and just said, look, what would be the worst thing that would happen if I started chatbot in recruitment in my company? Um, or previously, I had just decided to not look at CVs anymore and elim eliminate the CV in a hiring process, which is not even a tech solution. It's just like a change of process. I think that more HR people need to be bolder about those things. They need to be less afraid of technology. Um, I once did a workshop where HR business partner would do um, a session with a CTO of a chatbot solution and they would learn to uh, build a chatbot. So they would actually learn to do that themselves, which is a fun and an engaging um, experience. And I think we need to just, seeing is believing, right? We need to just do it and we just need to dig into it, not just read about it. We need to create opinions about it. So HR people just need to try it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. No one in an HR person, position would probably ever be fired for being too innovative. Um, and if that's the case, it's probably not the right employer. So I think we just need to do it. And you don't need to, as I said, you don't need to be very um, uh, very strict about it. Just trial it with small chunks of your of your staff or your talent pools and do, do little experiments and learn from it. All those technologies are new. We don't know what AI will bring. We don't know even what machine learning can do for us. Um, but we only will find out if we just do it in our own businesses. And I think that's, that's what we need to do. Um, and don't ask the CEO for permission. Probably just apologize later on if it didn't work. But also embrace it when it didn't work, because then you learn it. Absolutely, some fantastic, uh, some fantastic advice there. Um, in all the time that you've sort of been working with HR technology and, and startups, what, what's what surprised you the most? Hmm. Wow, that's a tough one. I don't know if there's any ever surprises. Um, I don't know. Nothing really. It's. But I think there are like some trends that I probably would have not expected to be that big, as in 
sourcing techniques that I find really enduring. So that probably the one fact that active sourcing is still a really big thing. Um, that's probably a surprise to me, although I appreciate that most companies understood that from post and pray you need to go into a more of a source and spray era. But I, those are the things that I, I surprised that people maintain those things, although there are other options too. I had a long conversation with HR people the other day about why they still source and not leverage the potential of people they have already collected in the system. So why would you go to the ends of LinkedIn to find the last stranger that has never heard about your company instead of looking at the intern who left your company last year and where he or she is now. So I think the mindset that is surprising that people don't really understand the obvious things that are in front of them and look for tricky solutions because someone told them that this is what they need to do. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting point. And uh, to be honest, that still surprises me as well. <laughs> so um, obviously there's, 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 lots of, there's lots of change happening um, in the marketplace at the moment. What's, what's on your radar for the next sort of 18 months to two years? Where, where do you think HR tech is going next? Um, what trends are you seeing that are likely to develop further? So obviously everyone is talking about AI. I haven't seen really AI solutions. What I see is a lot of machine learning, which is good. Um, I think that this will lead us to more use cases of, and solutions that we are not seeing yet. So I'd be interested to see what what we will do with the technology. So only with the technology we can evolve into in the, into untapped areas. Uh, areas. Um, I hope that HR tech will also be more creative and more innovative, and not just digitizing stuff that has already been a process for the past fifty years. As in, if I build an ATS, it actually resembles what we have been doing previously. If I build a job board, it still does the th- same trick. As in a job seeker looking for an employer and then there's a job description. And I want to see startups more disrupting the whole concept of how people find jobs and how people are treated as employees. So I don't think that there's enough boldness yet, but obviously given what I said earlier, um, it would require also a client base that would be open for very disruptive thoughts. So all those new matching technologies, I think we haven't seen the single solution that is really convincing to all of us. Um, We know that CVs are bad data. We know that we can look up everyone everywhere, but I haven't seen a solution that really figures out how we can do this Um, in a good way for both sides, so from a candidate and an employer perspective. Um, So I think that we need to go into more of the core concepts and beliefs that have been heritage in HR for the past decades and find out if we can change them and not just put fancy UI, UX design solutions on top of it. Um, we need to ask more more crucial and more critical questions, probably. That is something that I would personally want to see. Um, I do think that there are more founders out there that are willing to do this. It's probably the question of VCs backing it and also clients using it. So final question, um, how can startups and indeed HR people um, get involved with Unleashed this year? Where, you know, where, where are your shows? What's, what's going on? So we're, this is also the reason why I'm currently in Budapest. The next show is in London in four weeks, basically, March 2021. Um, we were very excited about that. There will be roughly 30 startups exhibiting there. There will be a competition. So we run our own competition, which is very interesting. So you can see pictures of companies and uh, engage with them there. And then there is Las Vegas mid-May, and then there is Amsterdam, our biggest show that will be held in October. Um, so all of those three shows will be very exciting. I think that it would make sense for our delegates to either go to one of those shows 
And obviously, we're inviting startups to talk to us and figure out how we can help them grow their business. So we're here to help the startups grow um, by having them as exhibitors, by putting them on stage, by giving them access to our network and all those things. We can't promise a lot to them, um, but we will surely try to help as much as we can, because obviously, from a strategic point of view, they're very important to us. Anna, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. My thanks to Anna Ott. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, in Stitcher, or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the podcast there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.